I wanted to share with you a couple of quick thoughts today about the Lord's Table, the Lord's Supper, Communion, Eucharist. It's got a lot of different names, but like just about everything else that Jesus did, it really is just sheer brilliance. When we, when we think about it, um, it's an invitation to a table. So think about a table in Jesus's time. And not just any table, but his table where sinners and saints were welcome to sit side by side, where prostitutes and tax collectors were invited to a table that Pharisees were invited to. And they, some of them sat there and were glad to be invited and glad to be included. And some of them sat there and looked down their nose at the other guests at the table. Jesus' hope in and inviting people to his table is that they would be united in him and through him. Jesus's implementation of communion did so many things. It does so many things. That's why his church still practices it today. When we practice communion, we remember the past. Jesus's first communion was a Passover meal. It was a celebration of what God had done and and freeing the people of Israel from from Egypt. And it was a, a, a calling of the power of the past into that future moment as they sat there and um, contemplated what Jesus was saying to them, Jesus knowing that he was he was about to die. Uh, it was also a, a call to look into the future. Jesus tells his his followers that he was sharing that meal with, that he's not going to share it with them again until God's kingdom comes. Right? And that brings us forward into Revelation chapter 19, when Jesus comes back and we all sit at the table with him at the wedding feast of the Lamb. It's what it's referred to in, um, in the book of Revelations. So I want to <clears throat> read to you these two passages, one from the book of Luke and then that passage from Revelation. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Right? That's the reference to that future feast. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink it again. I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remembrance of that moment of Jesus giving his life for us, for his disciples. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of my covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. And then almost all the way at the end of the Bible, we have Revelation chapter 19, verses um, one through nine. And this is the, this is John speaking. After I heard this, what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God for true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And again, they shouted, hallelujah. The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who was seated on the throne. And they cried, Amen, hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne saying, 
Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both great and small. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, like peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. The bride of Christ, that's, that's us, that's the church. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. Then the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. So I want, to, I want you to give yourself a few minutes and I want you to do a, um, a couple of thought exercises. I want you to try to take yourself back in time to that first Passover meal. And the sacrifice that was required was, um, was a lamb and the blood of the lamb was required to be placed upon the door. And for those families that did that, um, for those families of God's people, they were saved and they were then brought out of slavery into the land that God had promised to his people, right? What might it have been like to be there on that first Passover? What might it have been like to be with Jesus when he celebrated that Passover meal the night before he died and he asked his followers to remember him to remember that first Passover, to remember him as the perfect Passover lamb, the last Passover lamb that would ever have to be sacrificed. And then I want you to try to imagine what it's going to be like when we sit down with all of God's people throughout all of time at that table, at the wedding supper of the lamb, and we celebrate Jesus for all that he is, and all that he does. And we celebrate at a table with people maybe who we wouldn't have sat down at a table with before, but we should have. That's the point of the table, right? We're invited with others to be united in Jesus. So allow yourself some time this week to, um, to do those three thought exercises. Place yourself in the original Passover, that last supper Passover meal, and then that Supper of the Lamb that we will all share together. And again, those references were Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 20, and Revelation 19, verses 1 through 9. May God bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.